Crushing big kids in full effect, man. Yo, I'ma kick the Willie Bow with him. Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hon? What's the 411, I got it going on, hey, yo, I got it going Welcome on. to the Pickleball 411. I'm Coach Fig, along with... Coach Debbie. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about Pickleball Slam 2. Uh, Coach Debbie, would you like to lead us off? Pickleball uh, Slam 2 is the annual event. I guess now it's annual since it happened last year as well, uh, where... Um, it's basically billed as John McEnroe versus Andre Agassi. Um, it was at the Seminole um, what's Hard, it? Hard, Hard Rock. Rock in Florida this year for charity. I think I, I see a lot of times on the forums, people are like, oh, they wanted that million bucks. No, they're not playing for a million dollars. They are playing for charity. So the money's going to charity. Um, this year, I, I thought the teams were a little suspect. We had... Um, Andre Agassi with his wife, Steffi Graf, for those who are non-tennis players. She has 22 grand slams in, in tennis. Um, Serena has one more than she does. Um, Andre, I believe, has seven? Eight. 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 So she's the winner in that house. But anyhow, that's uh, the uh, uh, his teammate. And then they brought in Jack Sock, who's also, he just retired as a professional tennis player. Um, he has slams in doubles, doubles mixed and and men's doubles. Um, no single slams as far as I at all. But anyhow, he's currently playing on the pro circuit of pickleball, and he won his first pickleball tournament uh, championship in mixed. So that's a pretty strong team there. Even if Steffi Graf is not really a pickleball player. Anyhow, the other side of it was Johnny Mac. Uh, who we know is a, a legend in tennis. Uh, and then he brought in Sharapova. And then James Blake was the third to round up that team. And uh, that wasn't the strongest team, was it? No, no, not on paper. Uh, uh, James Blake also owns a, ma- a major league pickleball team. Yes. So, yes, but... Do you think that's why Andy Roddick got booted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... If they were gonna bring in a pro, I, I know they were keeping it tennis related, but why not bring in Bouchard then? Well, I bet Bush. Okay, I'm sorry, but Bouchard probably wouldn't have helped that much. But anyhow, getting back to the match, um, first match was what? It was. Uh, it was Agassi and Blake versus uh, uh, Sock and um, Agassi. Right. Did you want to you want to go over that match? That was pretty good. Yes, Agassi by far he's improved by far. He's uh, uh, night and day uh, from last year's pickleball. He couldn't even bend down really. He had a stiff back and he just looked kind of on the older side there. But this year his hands have improved. Uh, he's blocking the ball a lot better. He's speeding up better. He has a little flicker forehand. It's solid now. Uh, his dinking was unbelievable. And yeah, he he was the difference maker for yeah, sure. Yeah, he he definitely knew what the assignment was for this year, and I think he had been uh, taking some lessons somewhere with someone, and he's definitely improved his short game. Um, he was he was I thought the standout of the whole night. Yes, yes, and then uh, um, I'd like to ask you something. In the telecast, they were saying that Steffi Graf was taking lessons, as you just stated. She has twenty two grand slams. The Golden Slam, meaning she won all four slams and the gold medal in the Olympics. In the calendar year. In the calendar year. So what can a pickleball person teach Steffi Graf in pickleball? Well, 
let's just say they have a great subject to teach, right? Um, obviously, those of us who play both know that there are shots in pickleball that you just don't do in tennis. So I guess they would introduce her to those shots. But overall, you know, it would be it would be an interesting little idea to have to give a lesson to Steffi, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. But I, I would think it would be basically teaching her how to hit more out. You know, it's more of a lift game out in front than a sideways game of drive. But I, I was kind of not impressed with her play as much as I thought I would be. Yes, you know? her blocking was very suspect. And you made up an interesting point, which is maybe a eyesight problem. Yeah, I noticed that she had ducked three times in a row and the ball fell well, well within three feet. And I'm just saying, I know that as we age, our ability to uh, judge distance, you know, the ball as the ball is approaching, it could have been that, or it could have been maybe the lighting there. But it, I just found it odd that she was ducking because, you know, she has she has hands. She knows and she knows what, what to do. So, so I don't know if that was an eyesight issue for that day or maybe she's suffering a little bit of that. I know that, you know, when I hit 50, playing at night, playing tennis at night got a little harder. So... Anyhow, um, what did you think of Sharapova? Uh, Sharapova had only played six weeks prior to the event. Uh, You could tell that she definitely used a lot of tennis tactics. She would not give in to dropping that much. She was driving a lot. She was driving at uh, sock a lot, and he has hands all day. It was suspect that they kept driving to sock. It's like... I, I yes. think he'd be the last go to person Groff, I'd get to. Go to Groff, exactly. yes. And uh, he he kept baiting them in with uh, leaving his side of the court a little more open so they would see the gap. And then at the last minute, he'd just close it. Uh, what did you think of that tactic? Yeah, I mean, it obviously paid off. I will say, though, Sharapova, I thought as it went on, she did start to get a stronger. She was starting to get better at blocking and uh, started to get the transition game a little bit better. I just thought of her as like, you know, the, the your standout tennis friend that you invite to come play pickleball. She's that person, you know. Yes, exactly. She's doing great ish, but she does, you know, we can't take her up to the four five, you know, group yet, you know. Yes, yes. She's killing the three fives though. And then uh, what was very interesting is that they both uh, Sharapova and uh, McEnroe both have homes in California. And they could not find time to train together. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy because they both they both live. I think John has one at Malibu. She's right down the road. I don't think she lives in Malibu, but it's I think it's Huntington. I know Davenport and I, a lot of a lot of tennis players live in in uh, Huntington for some reason. But anyhow, uh, it was a little interesting that they couldn't find any time to maybe get together and do a little practice. Yes, and uh, what did you think of the bets? So there were side oh. bets. So. Um, for, for example, one of them was uh, Steffi Groff bet that McEnroe will lose his head uh, two times in a match. Uh, McEnroe made this insane bet that he would not lose a, a firefight in a match. Yeah. What do you think of that? I, well, first off, I think Steffi was golden. That's a golden bet that John's going to lose it you know, two times. I, it'd be more like, is he going to lose it ten times? But uh, And then um, the other one was, what, he was not going to lose a firefight? Yes. Yeah, it's, I don't think, you know, even even John's, you know, work, loses a you know, a firefight, even Waters loses a firefight. You know, that's that's kind of impossible to say, but I think they were just having fun with it, you know. Um, what was the one about body bagging? Was that yes. Was that a, a Sharapova? Uh, yes. She was going to sh- body bag... Steffi, maybe? Steffi, I think. But those are cute little side side bets that they had going on. 
Yes. Uh, um, what did you think of the game in general? Well, you know, like I said, um, the men's, actually the first one, the men's match, even though it, you know, the thing I felt with John McEnroe and, you know, he and I are pretty much in the same age group. You know, John is extremely fit. I think he's, you know, definitely someone to look at that go, wow, he's still still making it happen, even though, you know, age starts to, you know, wear at us. But um, you could see that step missing a little bit there, you know. Although he did try to get in there with the guys. You know, he did, he did move well around. The thing he had a problem with was the kitchen line. He stepped on it how many times? Oh, a time. Multiple. Yes. So did Sharapova. Yes. They both had, like, you know, feet all over the line. But I thought the, the men's match was definitely worthy of, of watching. The mixed was, uh, I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled about the mixed, but it was okay. Uh, what did you think about the men's game? There was a lot more dinking involved in the mix. There was a lot of driving, not a yeah. lot of dinking. Uh, what did you think of that? Well, I think the men, I think everyone there had a skill set that, that allowed dinking to happen. Whereas when you got into the mix, the women really didn't have that skill set. They, they obviously were both considered in their day. You know, Steffi's forehand was, you know, a, a crazy, you know, just driving, you know, big, big forehand. And Sharapova as well. So it didn't really shock me that there was more banging than there was, you know, uh, dinking soft game. Yes. Uh, um, what'd you think of Blake? He was he actually didn't he held his own. He didn't play super bad. Blake is kind of like the utility player, you know. He he did what he had to do and and he stepped up when he could. And I thought he did a great job with it. I thought that um, you know the thing that was kind of fine, funny was watching Jack Sock. Yes, he actually took it very took, easy. Yeah. Yeah. He he actually drives a lot and he did drive here and there. But he was actually resetting a ton of balls. And yeah, it, yeah I was shocked yeah. by that. He was resetting. He was taking it. You could tell he wasn't doing what we'd seen him at uh, uh, Mission Hills. You'd yes. seen them. I was on another court watching something else. But what I thought was funny is that when he's on the court in the pickleball pro events, he doesn't seem like a huge standout. He's, he's, he's in there on his own. But in this situation, he just seemed like he was the, you know, the top dog and... They were, he was just playing along. Yes, uh, it, it was uh, very fun to watch. Uh, would you watch it again if there was a third one? You know, I was thinking, I was going to ask you, what do you think about this? What are the benefits of it for pickleball? And what are the benefits for tennis? I know that Andre at the end made a statement of saying, you know, basically, can we all just, you know, get along kind of thing? Can we, can we, you know, start working together, the two sports? I my my take back my take right now is that uh, professional pickleball is not a viewer's sport. Um, going to Mission Hills, I didn't see a lot of people really watching it. If there was 150 people there, I would have been shocked. With the, the Slam 2, how many people do you think were there? Uh, there was a lot more for sure. It was like maybe 7,000 people, 5,000. It was huge. But um, it did also go, did you know that it also went along with an amateur event? Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, the amateurs were playing for $25,000, and they got to play Andre and Steffi. Oh, nice. So I, that was a fundraising event, but that sounds like a lot of fun, you know? 
for the amateurs. So yeah, I think they're gonna. I think it's something they're gonna continue. I would watch it again. I mean, I would prefer that maybe they got the teams a little bit more even. Yes, I agree. Or maybe two tennis players and a pro pickleball player. Yes, that would be much better. Yeah, you know, I, I I made the statement that I thought that Waters would have been nice on John's team instead of Sharapova, so that could have maybe you know been a little bit more even. Yeah, obviously they're going with a more tennis theme. Yeah. That's why I had said Bouchard. But yeah, it would have been better with two tennis legends and a pickleball pro. That would have been much better for sure. Yeah. But uh, the, the only thing about Bouchard is she's kind of getting a rocky start in her pro career in pickleball, you know? Yeah, yeah. She lost pretty badly and yeah. blamed it to uh, nerves. Nerves. Yes. But, I, you know, I think it's one of those things that six months from now, she'll be rocking it, you know, just like Paris Todd and several other tennis females and males who've come in. It takes a little while to get your 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 pickleball legs going and everything firing, but she'll do fine. Yes. But I, I thought it was a, a good event. It is on YouTube if any of our listeners would like to go check it out, you know. All right, and it's also on, uh, if you have ESPN streaming, they have it there. Um, you can just go ahead and watch it again. But it, I thought it was a fun event, you know. It, it's all for a good, you know, it's for charity. And I think it is to try and build goodwill between the two sports and uh you know let's face it pickleball's not going anywhere tennis isn't going anywhere on contrary to tennis is dying it's not dying um pickleball isn't going away so i think we just need to embrace each other like like andre said yes uh and that is why at the miami open it's rumored that there's going to be a pickleball event along with the miami open which is a tennis event yeah. So that's going to be an in- interesting combination. I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that, uh, where they're going to try to blend it in. I think tennis just has the bigger structure professional-wise, but they just have that built infrastructure of all of the slams and all of the other you know major tournaments, the 1,000s, 5s, 250s, that they can kind of allow pickleball to come and, and, and participate in that. So definitely, I mean, don't hate me, but I think pickleball needs tennis a little bit more than tennis needs pickleball. But, you know, it's a great sport for those of us who have bad knees, bad back. You know, it's a, a little slower, you know, and, and tennis court is pretty big, you know, when, yes. when your knees are hurting. But anyhow, um, that's my thought. And I mean, people can differ with me, but that's what I think. Uh, wow, I, I was going to say, is there, is there anything else you'd like to add? But that was quite a big statement there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm known for it. Yes, uh, so I, as far as... You know, I just saw a podcast and it said, it said uh, why I hate pickleball and love pickleball. So I thought, oh, maybe I maybe I can identify with them. Because there's times where I, I just don't love it, you know, and other times I do, so... Yeah, so as far as our videos are concerned... It is uh, the winter. Uh, there's a lot of rain, so we haven't been able to record. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and the coverage of the Pickleball Slam too. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just uh, we'll probably we'll be back with some more instructional next week. But I thought this would be fun to talk about, you know. And uh, sometimes there's some current things that happen that are kind of nice to bring to bring forward and have a little discussion on. Yes, that's true. Uh, in that case, that concludes this episode. I am Coach Fig along with... Coach Debbie, have a great week. Thank you, and thanks for listening to the Pickleball 411.